Illinois Wesleyan says it's taking action to get its nursing program off probation amid declining test scores. That's one of the things you need to know to start your day. I'm Ryan Denham. And I'm Lorelai. Today is Thursday, April 27th, and this is WGLT's The Leadoff. Support for the leadoff on WGLT and WGLT.org comes from the Central Illinois Regional Airports in Bloomington, featuring summer vacation destinations for travelers to see the world via American, Delta, Frontier, and Allegiant. Sierra, your trip starts here. Details at CIRA.com. Now let's lead off with Illinois Wesleyan University's nursing program, Stumbling. But as WGLT's Charlie Schlenker reports, it's not alone. The nursing school is taking action to get off of probation caused by low passage rates in the nursing licensing exam. Last year's first-time passage rate was 63%. The year before that, it was 74%. Both are below the minimum 75% state requirement for nursing programs. Illinois Wesleyan President Georgia Nugent says they're unhappy to be in this situation because historically passage rates are a lot higher than the national average. Nugent says faculty are changing the curriculum and taking other steps to improve student performance. Our nurses are now engaging in a review course to prepare them for the NCLEX when it comes time for them to take it. There are 132 pre-licensure nursing education programs in Illinois offering a variety of degrees and advanced degrees. The State Department of Financial and Professional Regulation says six Bachelor of Science in nursing programs are on probation. Four others have received warning letters for one year of subpar passage rates. Nugent says she does not think enrollment will drop because of the blemish of probation. Independent of this issue, with the licensure exam. Our School of Nursing is actually also evolving into a School of Nursing and Health Sciences because we know that there are many healthcare fields that students have interests in. Nugent attributes part of the drop to the pandemic and the national average has declined during and since peak COVID. She says the previous nursing program director was also chief COVID officer for the campus and it was apparently too much to have both roles. For the leadoff, I'm Charlie Schlenker. Here's some other stories we're following in the WGLT newsroom. A 39-year-old man from Danvers, Joshua Livingston, has been charged with murder in the death of Melissa Ostrom of Bloomington. She was the woman who went missing early last week and authorities now say she was strangled. McLean County government is in the midst of a two-year process to improve salaries for its employees. A recent study showed county employees were paid 7% less than counterparts in similar-sized counties. And a half-day symposium today at Heartland Community College in Normal will focus on various aspects of incarceration and re-entry, featuring speakers from the Illinois Prison Project. You can find more on these stories at WGLT.org. Philosopher Kate Mann will give the keynote address today at a symposium organized by Illinois State University's Women's Gender and Sexuality Studies Program. Mann is the author of two books on misogyny and sexism titled Down Girl and Entitled. While many people use the words misogyny and sexism interchangeably, Mann draws a distinction between them. Here's a portion of her conversation with WGLT's Lauren Warnicke. Metaphorically, I define misogyny as the law enforcement branch of patriarchy. So you can think of patriarchy consisting partly in these norms and expectations that say that women should be giving and loving and nurturing and perform reproductive and emotional and other forms of service labor. It's kind of like the police force of patriarchy that punishes especially women who are perceived as deviants 
Whereas I think of sexism more as a set of ideas and beliefs that has this wrong-headed idea that girls and women are naturally well-suited to caregiving roles, to these roles under patriarchy of giving and loving and nurturing, um, whereas men are more well-suited to leadership and authority. I was especially mm. intrigued by the section in Entitled where you talk about women's bodies and how they are not the norm, right? The norm mm -hmm. is to study men's bodies because they're less complicated. They don't have these hormonal fluctuations that makes it very difficult to find a generalizability. I'm, I'm curious about, in your experience as a philosopher, if that is the same kind Kind of framework that you encounter in in philosophy in that oh there's plato and there's the canon and that is largely written by men and then there's feminist philosophy as though philosophy mm -hmm. and feminist philosophy are not the same thing yeah that's very astute lauren because there is this sense that both when it comes to bodies and when it comes to minds the cis white man who we might also add is um, assumed to be wealthy and non-disabled and straight or heterosexual rather than queer or gay, and also who is assumed to be thin rather than fat. This is like our default conception of both the body that is at the core of whom we care about and also the mind whom we regard as worthy of respect. As the academy diversifies, do you see any hope that your book will be highly irrelevant? You know, that you like that. The, <laughs> <laughs> like, do you see signs of progress? There are really promising signs of amazing scholarship going on in philosophy. You know, investigation of topics that have previously been neglected, although, um, as you've highlighted, we have a long way to go. So philosophy happens to be the most white male dominated discipline in the academy, <laughs> um, at least in the humanities, but it's also on par with so-called pure mathematics and physics. Um, we're at about 17% of tenure track and tenured professors in the US are women. Something that, that strikes me is that one, you're a woman, right? <laughs> writing from a feminist perspective, and your work is inherently readable. Often work that <laughs> is produced by academic can be a little bit unapproachable. But the fact that you position this in real life with examples that we all know and hear and don't use too many big words makes me wonder how it is perceived in the academy. I'm in a way not well positioned to know because I expect a lot of the negative things that are said about this work are probably said not to my face but <laughs> behind my back. So I have cultivated just an attitude of not caring if some people perceive it as insufficiently scholarly because these are important topics and I want to reach people. Kate Mann's lecture on mansplaining and gaslighting takes place today at 1 at ISU's Bone Student Center. Mann spoke with WGLT's Lauren Warnicke. Before I let you go, the inaugural Foxtail Film Festival begins tonight and runs through Saturday at the Normal Theater. It'll showcase works from high school and college students from all around the country. And that's it for today. I'm your co-host, Lorelai, from Parkside Elementary School in Normal. You can subscribe to the Leadoff Podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, or the NPR app.